Hi, this is Wilson Cruz. I play Dr. Hugh Culber on Star Trek Discovery, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Hello there. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence, has become crucial to our salvation. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And I'm Dave Sellers. Yes. And uh, it's awesome to be back with you guys. This is our first official show of the new year, right? It is. And you're drinking out of a Yoda mug. Ooh. Is there anything Fancy. better? Nothing like so, drinking from the skulls of your Sith enemies. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, no, I was a Christmas present from someone, and so I'm drinking out of the skulls of Yoda, but, but yeah, so how you guys been, man? It's been a little bit over a month that we kind of got together here as a crew. Yeah, it has, um, looking forward to some new, new stuff, new sci-fi coming down the pike. Um, there has, has been a whole, whole lot as of late, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, uh, you and I had a chance to sit down with the doctor yesterday. Yes, we did. What a great time that was. It was absolutely cool It was absolutely delicious. It was great. I don't know how else to describe it. We had a absolutely fantastic time and as I described it to Chris later on, it was like sitting down in the living room with just another guy. Um, awesome. Yeah, so that's that's the type of guy that he was, and it was just fantastic. We'll be sharing that interview a little bit later on in the show. Um, and uh, this, of course, is who, uh, Dave? Uh, Mr. Wilson Cruz plays the Doctor on Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it is uh, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor, Exterminate, Ex- uh, different Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was a fantastic time, and uh, just talking about Star Trek, and I mean, watching him like n- like geek out about like Patrick Stewart when he met him, and like just the just the entire thing was great, and um, That's- yeah. I get it, man. I'd be geeking out like crazy too if I'm yeah. one of them. Yeah, so like, like he, I mean, that was his jam. That was what he grew up on, and so we'll be sharing all that a little bit later on here in the show. Uh, but first, before we get into, we're going to be talking like a bunch of different trailers tonight. We got Gotham Knights, we got Mandalorian, March First, baby, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, and uh, the and the first look at Ant Man, Wasp, and Quantumania. So we're excited about all that crap coming down the pike. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about what is going on in our science fiction world. And Miles, I want you to start because I haven't talked to you forever. I've been watching all your karate chops online, and I'm just excited to hear from you. Well, um, so I, I got a chance to watch uh, Jurassic World uh, Dominion on Peacock Channel. That was uh, enjoyable. But, you know, it's 
one thing that science fiction does is explore something and ask the question, just because we can do something, should we? And they, they and that was in the first Jurassic Park movie, they, you know, they asked that too. And just like, I'm, I'm, but in my head, I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you creating these big giant dinosaurs that are just going to destroy everybody and kill everybody? But uh, but it was but but that was it was fun. Uh, so you watch Doom Patrol on um, HBO Max. Um, I'm enjoy, enjoyed uh, Star Trek Prodigy this past season on Paramount Plus. Uh, uh, and, and it ended really well. Uh, been reading a lot. Um, oh, before I say what I'm um, reading um, on on HBO Max, uh, there's Green Lantern animated movie. Uh, Beware my power. It's kind of a origin st- story with uh, the John Stewart uh, uh, Green Lantern, and um, I, I finished reading this Star Trek uh, original series novel by uh, David Mack, uh, Harm's Way. We talked to Dave Mack about his novel uh, about a month or so ago, and it was it and, and it was a very enjoyable novel. It was a romp. It was a lot of fun. Uh, finished reading Portals by Douglas E. Richards. I'm currently reading uh, Lost in Time by uh, A.G. Riedel. Uh, you know, I got into Jack Ryan, I think maybe um, the first season, and just haven't followed the subsequent seasons. But. The second season was okay, but the third season I thought was much better. It kind of, um, you know, if, if, if you grew up in the 80s, you know, you're around for the Red Scare and, and, and around for, you know, the, you know, what, what what would happen if uh, you know the leaders of of the U.S. and the USSR pressed the button? And so they, they kind of even though it was modern day, they kind of explored that a little. Um, and uh, you know, because there's a the the baddies were basically this this group trying to bring the Soviet Union back. So very nice. I can't wait to watch it. I watched the first two and. Mm-hmm. It's Tom Clancy. I mean, I love pretty much everything based off a Tom Clancy book they put on film. Man, I tell you, there was a time, Dave, that I like I devoured Clancy after Clancy after Clancy book. Like and every like subsequent like net ops, like every spin-off, like I just was huge into Clancy. I haven't read anything by him in a very long time, but I did I did I did like me some Clancy. Yeah. I haven't read near enough as I would have liked to. There were there were two other authors there. Uh, Brad Thor was the big one. And I've read, I think, all of his stuff. And same with Vince Flynn up until he passed away. I think I've read all of his books up to it. But same kind of genre. But all really good, really good stuff if you're into that. Very good. Dave, tell me, uh, what is going on in your science fiction world? Uh, it's been pathetically boring. Um <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's, it's been a dry spell lately. It, it's very much a dry spell. Um, life's a real bummer when it comes to a lot of that for me. Um, I've been re-listening to uh, the original Thrawn books again. Had a, talking about it with somebody, and I'm like, you know what? I, I really want to listen to this again. We're, we're talking to the Heir to the Empire books. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes, the Heir to the Empire series. Yeah, I think I'm in book two of that right now, and uh, it's uh, it's been just as good as any other time I've read it. Um, 
really, there's not too much else in my sci-fi world. Oh, Pluto TV. You know, if you guys right. like free TV and stuff, I was you talking to Scott about this today. The other week, they, uh, they, they, for the longest time, they've had a a Star Trek channel where it, they play nothing but Star Trek twenty four seven, and it's usually next gen, a couple, a little bit of TOS they throw in here and there, but they opened up a second channel now the other week, and it's all been DS nine, which is great because that's that's my favorite series out of the whole. Uh, the whole franchise so far. But I was sitting there in bed watching it the other night, and the episode that was on, I didn't remember. And I'm like, did I never... How... how, That's not possible that I never saw this episode before. And, uh, you know, kept watching it. I was like, okay, now I have to go back and watch this entire series again from start to finish, because if I miss this one, there's going to be another one that I don't remember. (laughs) It was kind of nice getting to see a you know a, a what twenty some year old show, and feeling brand new watching an episode of it. It was it's kind of a neat feeling. It happens as you get older, Dave. You're yeah, like I've never I'm, seen I'm this before. That's one thing I'm hoping is if my memory ends up going. At least I've got the knowledge to say, hey, I'm going to experience a lot of this stuff that I've done my entire life for the first time again. <laughs> and that's going to be a good feeling. <laughs> Well, at least there's a uh, there's a little bit of a uh, shining light in that sort of uh, situation. Silver lining to that cloud. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean that's really been the apex of my sci-fi world. I don't really think I've gotten to delve into too much more beyond that. My TV time has been pretty slim lately. I think unfortunately. That, I think that since we last talked, I finished the last season of Discovery. Which oh, I good. which I had pushed off watching for the longest time, and then watched it. And then after we interviewed the doctor yesterday, I was glad I did because there was some, there was a phenomenal story arc with the doctor and learning this whole work life balance we were, we were able to bring into the interview yesterday. So fantastic! Watched that. Watched Bullet Train, which man, what a fantastic show! Not really sci fi, maybe spy fi. Definitely satirical in its uh, sword play and blood, but it was fantastic. So really, that was with Brad Pitt and um, and I, yeah. So it was good, very good. Oh, I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah. So saw that one. Saw uh, Knives Out, Glass Onion. That was kind of fun. Again, more of a spy, you know, James Bond playing this quirky little detective. Uh, let's see what else I watched. Oh, I watched Wednesday, and thoroughly enjoyed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed Wednesday. Did you watch it, Dave? I, for, I forgot. We did watch that. Yeah. yeah. My, my wife and daughter started watching it, and then I, I got sucked into it during the first episode. It, it's, like, okay, it, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It was fun. And, it was you good. Know, the, the Jenna Ortiz guy, the, the, the lady that plays Wednesday, is fantastic. So I love mm-hmm. the dark humor and the one-liners that come off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. And I did call the villain like five minutes before it happened. So <laughs> I was like, it has to be him. So, <laughs> no, nah, it was, it was, it was, it was well, it was well worth. I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, That's good. Yeah. I began rewatching Picard, as you know, today. Mm-hmm. I began rewatching that in anticipation, of course, of the third and final season of The Next Generation. So I've been reading a lot of science fiction too. 
maybe that's about that's about it. I mean, I'm sure I've watched some other stuff, but that's just what's... When does the next season of Picard drop? Uh, I think February. it's Fe- yeah, February. So nice. I gotta get through two seasons in two weeks. Oh, oh easy as cake. It is, but you know what? The other thing that I am watching, I am watch. I'm watching Bad Batch. So Disney, uh, so yeah. continuing to enjoy that. And I'm watching, I'm continuing to watch Quantum Leap came back on two weeks ago and still enjoying that. Good. The new one? Yeah, the newest one. I've never saw, I saw, I may, I saw clips of the old one, maybe an episode of the old one. So it's not really the nostalgia factor. I mean, I guess the fact that it's quant, Quantum Leap has kind of pulled me in, but. Yeah, and I keep seeing these advertisements for La Brea, and I keep wanting to watch it, and I just haven't made time. But. What was the last uh, Quantum Leap episode you remember? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep my eyes open for the one joke. Uh, it uh, it showed up. It was the um, so when it came back in this in this in this winter uh, in January, it started with an episode with a singer that he saves. And then the next one is he's working as a doctor in a hospital and say in, and it's, it's him working with these three patients. Okay. Yeah. But I, I made it sound much more boring than it is. Uh, there's actually an intrigue coming. This lady that they've been kind of tracking in the present uh, drops some bombshells that you're like, okay, now, you know, you know, why didn't Ben go to anyone in Quantum Leap? You know, is there a reason? You know, it really makes you think. So yeah, so that's I think my sci-fi world. That 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 does it right there. Okay. Yeah, I will have to uh, look for some more Quantum Leap. I'm looking for, yeah. I, I enjoyed that the last season. I began Oblivion and didn't start it. Didn't stop it. Sorry, <laughs> I began it but didn't start it. No, I began it and got it. But oh, sorry about that. I began it and got, got maybe uh, half an hour into it. And I'm like, oh, I watched it because it's Tom Cruise, right? And then it just didn't get very far. But we got some trailers to talk about tonight. Miles, which one did you want to start with here? Well, why don't we start, why don't we start with Goth- Gotham Knights? So uh, can you tell me a little bit of the premise of Gotham Knights before we uh, go into the trailer here? Sure. So it's a CW show. Um first with Gotham, we're talking Gotham City in the Batman universe. In this universe, uh, somebody killed Bruce Wayne, and there's a female Robin, and she's like recruiting um, some people to help her fight crime, and I guess um, maybe get get revenge for uh, the, the, you know Bruce Wayne being killed. All right. Well, let's watch it and then let's talk about it. Betty's theft. Grand larceny, assault. Are you really the Joker's daughter? Is that why you murdered Batman? I am going to find who did this. With no Batman, who's going to solve the murder of Bruce Wayne? They think I killed my dad because I wanted his money? I'm Robin. We have to go. We're gonna find who really killed my dad. Look around. A bunch of thieves turned fugitives. Joker's delusional daughter. A sidekick. Batman's orphan. Anybody wanna give me a crash course on being vigilante? We will no longer live in fear. Their new heroes are also their most wanted fugitives. 
time to pick a side. Gotham Knights, new series premieres Tuesday, March 14th, only on The CW. Is this kind of like uh, the, uh, this isn't like the Batman Beyond, right? I don't think, no, I think this is, takes place present day. So these are, when they call Batman, like these are like Gotham Knights. These are the people that have risen up to replace Batman. That that's that's what I got out of it. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So I'm, I I might give the pilot a watch. Uh, I've I've kind of had a complicated relationship with the CW lately. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> Who doesn't? You know, I'm not watching. The only thing I'm wa- I, I would be watching is is the new Superman show. The other shows I've kind of lost interest in. So uh, I'm not sure this show would would grab me if you know, but. Uh, um, but you know, I, I'll watch, I'll watch the first one. You see, 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 see how, it, see how it looks and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know that it's something I would watch now. If they did a Batman beyond movie, I would totally watch that. Yeah. I would definitely be all over a Batman beyond but, movie or, or, you know, some kind of TV series if they, but I love the animated you know, series when they had it. So, Nobody has taken a stab at trying to do a live action Batman TV series in, in, in forever. So I don't, you know. Well, they did. Well, didn't they? There was one. There was one called. Wasn't there one called Gotham? They did that for a while. Yeah, but we didn't see Batman. Yeah, yeah but you won't see Batman in this one, except a dead Batman. That's true. <laughs> so uh, that logic doesn't hold up, Miles. No. Well, well, but you, you don't see a Batman. A live action Batman throughout the series. It's just you, you see the supporting characters in these these other shows you were referencing. Any other thoughts, Dave, on this one? Uh, real interesting premise. I mean, but like typical CW, a bunch of kids kind of banding together. I don't know. Right, it, right, it, right. It's it's interesting. Are you are you that old codger says, "Darn kids, get off my lawn! Get off my Batman lawn!" <laughs> Scott, you know where I work. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Damn kids. <laughs> All right. That's why we we g- can't have anything nice. <laughs> <laughs> not even a nice school. Darn it. No, it it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just not. It's, whenever I think of Batman, I think of either. either uh, uh, the guy did the three. Jim Caviezel. No, the last three Batman movies. Oh, Christian Bale, Batman. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. He, but, uh, I think he will be my quintessential Batman. Like, I like Robert yeah. Patterson for a different reason, but the Batman that I liked was, you know, was Christian Bale. Michael Keaton is still my Batman. Yeah. Uh, that's when I fell in love with Batman, was watching Michael Keaton. Yeah. But, you know, hey, everything changes, everything's different. Yep. Yep. They've jerked around Captain Kirk now for enough times that you know, hey, whatever, you know, we'll try right. it, see how it goes. You know, the only thing that's missing is getting the director for the guy that did the Kelvin timeline. That's it. JJ Abrams, you JJ Abrams, he would do Batman. We would get a new Batman. Well, at least I'd be able to actually sit in my house and watch it because there'd be so many lens flares. I don't have to worry about the the, the the dark cinematography out of it. Let's <laughs> give it that. <laughs> it wouldn't be dark enough if JJ directed it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no. Yeah. 
Bright and shiny. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to go into Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania, Miles? Why, why don't we? Yeah. All right. So let's go into this. I, I did see this trailer. Any commentary before uh, this drops? When's this movie coming out? Do we know? Remember, I, I, I don't remember. This, this is prob- probably a summer movie, if I had to guess. All right. Uh, February 17th. <laughs> okay. So, so, oh, no, that's when the new trailer. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that's an early summer movie if it's February 17th. But. Yeah, so I, I quickly read the little description on the thing a little too fast. <laughs> All right, let me uh, share the trailer with you, and then we'll chat about it. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter, but you've lost a lot of time. Like me. We can help each other with that. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. rewrite existence and shatter timelines you cannot trust him i don't care who this guy is i just lost so much he can give us a second chance make this easy for you you will bring me what i need or everything you call life will end you may not want her to watch this we had a deal you could win I don't have to win we both just have to lose I'm sorry Cassie so uh, you were right February 17th is when it drops 17th that's the uh movie that's when it'll be in theater let me tell you uh this trailer itself makes me want to see it because i'm you know they've teased kang and 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 they they in but we seem to have him now as a full-fledged villain here because we really only saw him in loki right is that correct i don't yeah he was at yeah at the end of loki I didn't know if that was Kang or not. I think I know what you're referring to, though. No, it is. It's the same. It's the same actor. It's the same. It's the same. I think it's the same. Okay. Well, everyone. Everyone said he was Kang. So, uh, but anyways. So, what do you think of this trailer? Trippy. What I noticed was, you know, when, when I think of Paul Rudd, I think of him. I don't know, especially in this as Ant Man, just the you know the the plucky comic book hero. But he he seems more serious in this movie. Hey, I was I was correct. He is in the f- season finale of Loki. He was the guy, so he was in there. Okay. okay. 
So he's the first. This is the second time we're seeing in the MCU, but obviously a much larger role. And that final scene where you see him shooting stuff out of his hand and he's screaming, very imposing, very imposing. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. yeah, it might be one for the theaters. Yeah, I would say it's one for the theaters. Good to see uh, all the old returning cast back. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one too. Yeah, definitely trippy. I agree with the trippiness. Yeah. So, yeah. Billion little ant man's running around. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> all right. So I want to say I saw this trailer, but maybe I saw a different trailer in it. You know, Guardians is always that franchise, always one that I'm looking forward to seeing. So, oh, yeah. So let's watch this trailer and let's talk about it, what we uh, are looking forward to. We were gone for quite a while. But no matter what happens next, the galaxy still needs its guardians. Hello, we come in peace. Come on, Drax. Seriously, dude? No, dude, no, no! Ow! <laughs> hey! Don't forget. Where we came from. We have been running our whole lives. I'm done running. We'll all fly away together. One last time. Into the forever. That beautiful sky. Kill anyone. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. All right. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> I, I love I love the justification of killing people at the end. That's great. Just one just guy. Just one guy. The stupid guy that no one will miss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yeah, th- this one seems to take a bit of a a more serious tone. Yeah, a little darker, right? I'm yeah. done running. Yeah, but then you have that scene where they go to this planet where basically the I, I call it the a- the animal cracker planet, basically with the <laughs> you know all, all sentient or beings are they look like they're dressed as you know people from Earth, but they're you know animals. And uh, that, 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 I mean, there's that, that kill that, that was funny. I thought when um, Drax, you know, th- the girl throws the ball to Drax and Drax throws the basketball right in her head. 
things things go to hell real fast. When we last left the Guardians, was was I thought Thor was running with him. Am I wrong about that? Or was that tied? Yeah. In, or was that tied into Love and Thunder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we saw the Guardians last in Love and Thunder, but then they kind of went their separate ways. Got it. Yeah. Who is the uh, the gold guy? Is that is that a throwback to Volume Two with a guy that was in that like cocoon thing at the end, the post credit trailer? I'm wondering if that's what it is. What was his name? At- Adam. Adam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd hope. I mean, that would that would play well into the uh, at least the, some like comic book lore. There's him being the villain, right? But I guess we'll see. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. May May fifth, it um, comes out. It does. I'm looking forward to May fifth. One day earlier, it'd be a Star Wars movie. But all right, <laughs> talking about Star Wars, let's uh, fire up something coming down the pike for March first. Mandalorian season three. I'm looking forward to this show. I've been looking forward to this. It'll be interesting to see what happens now that the Mandalorian's running rogue. Right. Oh yeah. All right. Let's play this trailer and let's talk about it. I love how they did the theme of Star Wars discordant. A little bit discordant. There. Yes. It is going to be get to see some more Mandalorians going back up against the Empire. Will he earn his way back into the Mandalorians good get graces? That's the question that everyone's asking. Well, it depends on how you want to play it. I mean, the ones that he came up with there that made his armor and all of that good stuff. Were they an outlying sect? Or are the ones that he's coming to now, are they rallying around with Bo-Katan? That is my, yeah. that is my guess. They, they kind of left us, you know, as a loose story thread. I mean, he still has the black saber. Yeah. So what's going to happen? You know, I want to know what's going to happen after that. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a big, a big storyline right there. And we still have uh, Luke running around the galaxy now that we know. And we have, yeah. and we have Ashoka. Yeah, she's going to have her own show here. And uh, Thrawn. Yeah. We're going to get a live action Thrawn? No. <laughs> yeah, out of, out in, of, in, in Ashoka. Okay. In Ashoka, yeah. yeah. That, and then, um, 
who else? It's uh, that and uh, did I think did I see that Ezra's making an appearance somewhere? I saw. Well, I would f- imagine Ezra he, will. He will. Well, not oh, son, not, not Ezra, the guy from Rebels. Star- Ezra Bridger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So like that. Like he was cast in. I think a sh- I want to say Ahsoka. Probably was. They just announced, and I mean, again, they just announced. Uh, oh, I can't remember the lady's name now, but she's, like, I think, playing Harris and Dula. So, it, 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 it's shaping up to be a live action continuance of of Rebels. Right is what a lot of this is starting to feel like, which is amazing because for a cartoon that was pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've been pleased with both seasons of The Mandalorian for different reasons, and um, and with even with the uh, second half of Boba Fett being The Mandalorian show, was pleased with that, and uh, so I'm looking forward to this uh, fourth installment of The Mandalorian. So, absolutely. So When's that coming in March? March first. So. Wow, we got a lot coming out here in the next. Yeah, two I mean months. you have That's Picard, beautiful. and then you have that, and then. Uh, then Disco will be after that. We'll have some good stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, got Ant Man in there coming in. Yeah, February also. Yeah, I don't. Know that, I don't know that I will see. Maybe I. Maybe I will need to. Uh, but I don't know that I'll see Ant Man in theaters. I know that it grabs me quite that much. Yeah. Well, and that's just the thing. I haven't been to a theater in forever, just because I don't feel like paying the money. I know it's going to be on a streaming service. I'm already paying money and subscribe to shortly thereafter. Right, right. You know, I, you know, patience is a virtue. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's funny. When I saw Black Adam in the movie theaters, it seemed like a month later, it's, it's on HBO Max. Right. Yeah, you know. no, that is a movie I started and I needed to finish. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's, but it, it didn't get great reviews. Oh, that's all right. I'm going to be watching it eventually. You say it is on HBO now? Yeah, HBO yeah, it Max. is. Okay. So, I, 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 I liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, let's... um rock. Yeah, so that's... that. Absolutely. Were there any other trailers, or was that... I didn't miss any, did I? I don't think so. No, nope, nope. we got them all. Fantastic. Well, great. So we have a lot to look for. There's a lot of good science fiction. If you're if you're interested or you're looking forward to any of these, please let us know. We would love to like hear your thoughts on them on our Facebook page or just email us and let us know at sci-fi-diner-podcast.com. We have Farpoint coming up in a few short weeks. I know, Dave, you're kind of waffling on that. And um, I know, Miles, you're a definite go, right? Yes. I think, yes. You're, the, I think you're the only definite. I, I don't know that I will be going this year. So you uh, you have to go and represent and do okay. both and do both our interviews. I, I I will do the best I can. Yeah, so we got we got interviews with all three people. We don't often get that, but that is true. I mean, this is uh, yeah, yeah. Last year, I only got one celebrity interview, so that this is good. We can get you know. Yeah. So the the other uh, far point, the far point con that is occurring. What that's like the third weekend of. I want to say the 18th. Yes. Am I wrong on that? Yeah. So guess here. Far, no, you're right. I believe. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, the one guy's the voice actor, Billy West. So we're going to be interviewing him. He's Ren and Stimpy and Futurama voice actor. Okay. And then, um, then, then Riley and Carlos 
Ala Zrarqui, I'm totally mispronouncing it. They're from Star Trek Prodigy. Look, oh, cool. I, well, the one is the, Officer the Garcia on Reno 911. That's yeah, the coolest part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but so, so they have some different parts. So it'll be great. We have, we have interviews with all all three of those guests, and of course tonight we're bringing you Wilson Cruz and the interview that Dave and I had a chance yesterday to sit down and do uh, with him. He, of course, is the lovable doctor from Discovery. Dave, t- yeah, tell us a little. Dave, tell us a little bit about how that interview go. It, it, from the very beginning, it went really well. I mean. It, it, I haven't had the privilege of having the amount of interviews that you guys have had um, for this program, but the ones I have had, they've all been great. But he uh, he seemed to be the one that you could be the most relaxed with. Now, maybe it was because we did it all over a, a video conference and not face-to-face, but the, the guy was just genuinely seemed down to earth chill and was having fun with it um yeah we had we had a really good talk i mean everything flowed really really well and yeah yeah he's he's a nice guy if you're able to get down to to far point in a couple weeks and meet the guy it's i think it'd be worth the time he seems to be a really a, a really genuinely cool guy yeah and very personable and uh, yes. like he's the type of guy, Miles, that you'd say, "Let's go get a beer," and you know, you go and you just chat and hang out because that's seriously the type of guy he is. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. So very passionate, very passionate, but also uh, exciting. And uh, and while we did bring up Rent Miles, we did not get him to sing his. Oh, that's song. too bad. Yeah, I maybe, maybe surely we could get them to sing. Well, maybe I yeah, maybe and he might he might. Although we did talk, we did talk about the uh, the musical Star Trek episode. Yeah, and you will have to listen to the episode, the interview, to find out what we're talking about. But we have a whole plan. Dave, D- Dave has helped plan this episode, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, I kind of did, didn't I? You did, you did, and yeah. and he was all for Floated it. Floated the plot pitch for it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. There's no reason. So <laughs> they 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 brainstormed together and. Uh, We'll see. Yo, so you're writing Star Trek the Musical, Dave. That's yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah and it's all going to be done by marionette puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Federation, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> guys had a good talk with him. I look forward to meeting him at uh, Farpoint. Yeah, absolutely. So, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and uh, share this interview with, of course, Wilson Cruz. And we'll be back after the interview to wrap up the show. Well, we are ecstatic to have on the Sci-Fi Diner tonight, um, Mr. Cruz, Mr. Wilson Cruz, who is, of course, our lovable doctor on Star Trek Discovery. Welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good day. cool. Very cool. So, Mr. Cruz is going to be at the Farpoint Convention at the Delta Marriott Hotels in Maryland here, uh, but not for another four weeks. Um, we got the, the joy and the luck to skip ahead of the line and be able to, to talk to you today early. Um, your IMDb credits is a, is a pretty impressive list uh, of being on many great TV shows and movies, and you're also an accomplished musical theater performer. Uh, as an actor, is there any particular medium you enjoy better? You know, I have answered this question the same way, and I still, I, I'm checking in to make sure that it's still true, but it is. Um, <laughs> my, answer is my answer is still true, which is I love them all for completely different reasons, right? Because they are completely different ways of working. Um, I enjoy and, and miss a live audience. Um, I think the relationship between an audience and, and an actor on stage is magic. Uh, it's it's um, something that's not even tangible. I can't even describe it. But there there is there's a reason why every uh, show is different. It's because the audience is different, and so they're receiving it in different ways. Um, I love doing television because you get to take a character and see them develop and change and evolve season after season. And how do you continue to make them interesting and different and surprise you season after season? Um, I love the time that um, and and the the um, specificity of film work uh, that you can really delve into a scene because you have you know months sometimes to do two hours of material so you can take a day and do an entire scene and really dive into that scene as opposed to on television where it's like you have eight pages that day and we're gonna do we're gonna you're gonna get two takes. <laughs> on each camera at each lens size and then we're going to keep it moving so it's a different each one is a different way of working right um and they require and and ask of you different things so i love them all for different reasons if you were going to ask me which if i was only going to do one if i was only allowed to do one of them i would be on stage oh but very good. Okay. luckily i haven't had Luckily, I haven't had to make that decision. <laughs> well, this you, is true. <laughs> I have to think having the variety, too, has to make keep, keep it fresh, keep it interesting. You're doing something different. It's not the same old. I imagine if your entire career was nothing but television, there would be the, the variety would be there would be a lack of variety there, too. Yeah. And also, you know, working on like, you know, doing a play for six months. And then going on, going into a television show or episode, um, that work on stage helps inform the way that you approach that work, and vice versa, right? Like going into a, a month rehearsal after doing a, a, a you know five seasons of a television show, you know, to be thrown back into a situation where you can like sit down and like really break down a scene and try it a million different ways like that's a gift that right. i don't get to that i don't get on star trek discovery <laughs> no, no but but i have to imagine too coming back season after season there's a sense of returning to family returning to familiarity that makes that interesting in its own right oh absolutely i mean the, my favorite part about this show is the fact that they have cast these ridiculously talented actors and so 
they keep throwing these different combinations of actors together. Um, and it's different and magic in different ways every time, right? Because, you know, a, it, the, doing a scene with Michelle Yeoh and then finishing that craziness, uh, I mean, and by craziness, I just mean like mind-blowing experience. And then going into a scene with Sinequa Martin-Green, which is another mind-blowing experience of a different kind. And then the the comfort and um, ease of doing a scene with Anthony Rapp, who I've known for 30 years, right? Like, those are different experiences, even though I'm playing the same character. But who those actors are to me and our way of working together and also the dynamic between those two characters. Um, it's just, it continues to be fascinating. So I'm never bored, never bored on Star Trek. <laughs> oh, that's and good. I better get it right, right away. Cause they're only going to give you two chances. To do it, so. <laughs> so no, no pressure at all. No pressure. No, no um, not at all. Yeah. Well, so, you know, one of the things that we've noticed uh, about your character in particular, I think it's been so refreshing, is that, you know, you initially you're on as a physician, but you, you, your character has evolved in such a beautiful way throughout Star Trek Discovery, seeing him now, not just a physician, but the counselor. And I just, uh, I just finished the the last season uh, just about a month or so ago. And, and one of the things that I loved in that character was the struggle with balance, um, the work, work life balance and, you know, where does the balance become when you have to take care of not others, but also yourself and the, 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 the crucial importance. And I think this is something that in our society, it speaks to a much larger thing that's going on in our society where, uh, we have these frenetic lives and frenetic jobs. And then somehow it's asking us to, we need to check ourselves, but mm-hmm. you know, I, when we shot that season also informed uh, that storyline, right? We were shooting that season during the height of the COVID um, pandemic. Um, Most of it was being shot before there were even vaccines. So there was an element of unknowing and trust and um, a need to be able to deliver a great story at a time when people really needed one. Um, but you're right that that's that season and that storyline, that season was about how do the, how do caregivers get care when right. they need it the most? Um, and, and learning that part of a caregiver's um, job is the capacity to be able to ask for help, um, to allow their own ego to move aside, um, acknowledge they are not God, <laughs> right? Because doctors love to, you know, act like God, <laughs> right? Um, to think they're gods, um, but they're not. They're human beings who have great information and hopefully know how to use it responsibly. But, um, but they're human, and this particular human is an incredibly empathetic human um, who takes on a lot. And he's also trying to prove the fact that he's worthy of a second chance at life. So there's a lot going on with this guy. Um, And it was, there were layers and layers of complexity for me to play with. Um, But, you know, 
a lot of it reflected my own experience of wanting to take care of my friends who I was doing the show with up in Toronto. Um, and I found myself um, so overwhelmed with making sure that everybody was okay that I didn't realize that I was having anxiety of my own. Um, and so that's when I went back into therapy and I was like, okay, I need to like right. figure my own shit out real quick. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of mirroring happening in that season for me as well. Yeah. It was uh, cathartic. It was a cathartic experience. Um, and it really got me through the height of the pandemic. Cause I spent a lot of that season alone when I, when I wasn't on set, I was basically, you know, it was winter in Toronto. Everything was closed. I think the only things open were grocery stores, drug stores, and cannabis dispensaries. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I spent a lot of time, you know, with really powerful gummies thinking about life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, that's, that is funny, you know, and, and, you know, what a, what a way to kind of um, interesting in a way art in this way is imitating life in a lot of ways. We talk about, we use that expression. Um, I think you, I mean, your character even delved into like the PTSD and how, you know, there's a lot of that to kind of just kind of rolled through that. Oh yeah. So, you kind of hit to that in here, but what was it like on the set of Discovery? There's all kinds of behind-the-scenes videos of you guys just enjoying a dance break here and there. Are you are you all really having that much fun? We really, we really are. <laughs> you're on Star Trek. I can't see how you're not having that much fun, honestly, from my perspective. But <laughs> we just finished shooting season five, and to this day, there are still times when Anthony and I will look at ourselves, look at each other, and go, "Dude, we're on Star Trek." <laughs> like, we still like from season one on it, we find a time to like really be present and take it in because it's not going to last forever right we want to know when it's over that we enjoyed it while while we were doing it in the moment and we really are um and like i said like uh, the biggest i i know people love I, I love watching the show but I love making the show with these people. Like I literally love them. Right. I talk to them, you know, we've been off now for a couple of months uh, and I still talk to them, you know, when I can. So um, it's just, it's a magical experience. And and I also don't take it for granted because I have been on other shows where this is not the dynamic, right? Like we're not all best friends and, you know, um, we work fine and we're very professional, but there's something really special about working with people you admire this much. Um, and that's definitely oh, yeah. the case for me. Yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned that you can't believe you're on Star Trek. Did, uh, did, was Star Trek a part of your life, uh, growing up that makes you kind of say that? I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm on the bridge, you know? It was, um, you know, I was a big next gen fan. Um, yeah. Dr. Crusher fan. Um, and, you know, Picard is my North Star. So, you know, when I heard they were doing a new Star Trek series, uh, I made it a point to reach out to Brian Fuller and just be like, hey, dude, because I had worked with him on Pushing Daisies. Um, so I just kind of put, you know, nudged him a bit and let him know that I was open to uh, him uh <laughs> toying with the idea of making me a part of the crew, which, you know, apparently he, he thought was a good idea. Um, but yeah, I was very much a part of it. And it's, it is why we turn to each other and just 
remind ourselves of how lucky we are in this moment. <laughs> that is That's awesome. terrific. That is that awesome. is terrific. I mean, I remember we were doing the we were doing the bat the the toothbrushing scene uh in season one with Anthony and I, and we just kind of allowed ourselves to um celebrate the the scene and the moment and what it means uh while we were making it. And I thought that was pretty great. There's a there's a great photo of us uh with you know, right before they 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 hit action with they have the I always forget the what is it called? The marker. Yeah. Uh and it's just a photo of them holding it up. We're about to do it and we're in it. It's I love that photo. There's so much going on in that photo. <laughs> Says so much. Says so That's much. That's terrific. Yeah. yeah. And on that same kind of line here, you know, in just a few short weeks, there's gonna be hundreds of Star Trek rent my so-called life fans attending Farpoint and getting the opportunity to nerd out and meet you kind of like Scott and I are doing right now. <laughs> what are some things that make you nerd out? Ah, uh, I'm such a nerd. You mean in general in my life? Yes. It can be in general. It can you know, be sci-fi. I'm, you name it. I'm a political, I'm a political nerd. I'm a news junkie. Um, uh, you know, a new musical on Broadway will make me nerd out. I will pick it apart. Um, with my friends, not here on your show though. Um, <laughs> I have I have opinions, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like you know, I I think just because of the how do I put this the heightened nature of our politics, I think I I do nerd out a bit on what's going on um, on the news because I I, I also think that the way things are covered are, are endlessly fascinating to me. Right. Uh, because I think the way things are communicated end up being more problematic than the actual issue that they're reporting on sometimes, uh, just because it'll drive more eyes. You know right, what I mean? Right. So don't get me started, but yes, I can nerd out. <laughs> well, on, on whole nother podcast. I also, whole nother nerd, podcast. I also, I know, you know, I'm, I'm on the national board of a, a, of an LGBTQ organization called GLSEN, which it's works to make every school in the, in the country, a safe place for queer students. And so I nerd out a bit on, uh, school districts and, you know, how they're, um, protecting or not protecting their, their LGBTQ students. And so I have a lot of data running through my brain at certain times, um, about certain you know, specific areas of the country that need our help more than others. And mm. so there's that, but that's just, you know, now I'm bringing the room down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you're nerding out about. Right. So that's, a, that's, yeah. that's cool here. That's cool. Um, you know, speaking, you know, about musicals and stuff, I, obviously rent, you were part of, of rent. Right. And, uh, yes, and that was, uh, and what an iconic musical to be a part of. That was another job where I was like, okay, you have to really enjoy this in the moment. Yeah. And I really, really did. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a kid from Brooklyn, right? Uh, all I ever wanted to do was be on Broadway and I was 25 years old. And, you know, my, my icon growing up was Rita Moreno. So when I got the role of, of Angel in Rent, and then I was developing this character. It occurred to me in the middle of it that I was basically doing my best Rita Moreno impersonation. 
Um, and it worked out because, uh, you know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun with it, but, um, you know, I had many um, pinch me moments, you know, my first night on Broadway, the night we opened in Los Angeles. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a surreal time in my life for sure. Cause you know, we were, we were the, the West coast premiere. So uh, it was kind of a, a, a big splash in LA. And then the fact that they took me from that cast and, um, to, to do the show on Broadway. And I got to do the show for a month with Anthony Rapp before he left to go do it in London. And that's how we met. Oh, wow. And we've been friends yeah. f- for that entire span of time. That's Isn't that awesome. crazy? That is awesome. That is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Wow. Um, when are we going to see a musical Star Trek? That's the big question. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that our producers are sick and tired of Anthony and I bugging the shit out of them about like, where's our musical episode? You know, what do we have to do here? Do we have to write the songs ourselves? Cause we'll do that. We right, can do right. that. <laughs> Your eyes look up so well when you ask that question. Like, I, this is something I want to do. Season one. I just, I cannot believe like, what do we have to do? Many, many we shows do it. Have. Many shows do it right. and do it badly. We could do it really well. There we go. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh my. I'm That's done wonderful. Well, just we have one one more question here, Dave, unless you have something if else that, to ask. If, if, if that is that is proof that we have no control over this show, because if we had any control, we would have had a musical episode four seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I guess, Dave, maybe you're the answer to this. Because we ain't running things. Clearly, I'm <laughs> not running things. Dave, has there ever been a musical episode in Star Trek? No, but you could very, very easily work it in. <laughs> so like, oh, we, you're, you're what, 300 billion years in the future now in, in, in this, this era of discovery. You come across an alien race who only speaks in musical tones. Yes, there you go. I, I am ready to visit the planet Sondheim at any time. There you go. <laughs> yeah. there you go. That's it. We solved it. You know, the planet Sondheim where everything is sung in a patter song that's, you know, in the style of Stephen Sondheim. I'm in. I'm there. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> People who spoke in, in, in analogies and, 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 uh, and uh, what, fables or whatever like that. You know, we heard about Dalmak and Gelada Tanagra. Why not have a musical side to it? If, if we can create an alien species that is larger than skyscrapers, like we did in season four, we yeah. can do a musical episode. There's nothing we can't do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely agree. The joy of Star Trek. There we are. There we are. Um well, uh, we obviously have a premiere coming up here in a few months, which, of course, you can't tell us anything about. But um, that, what premiere? Also, what I don't talking? know. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, pretty, like, I'm hoping somebody tells me soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know that we have a date yet, Dave. Do we have a date? Do you know? I don't think we do. I, no, we do not. No, I don't. I guess not. No. After Picard. We after don't, Picard. But if I were going to guess, if I were going to guess, it's going to be after Picard. Yeah. Um, we're still in post-production on this Friday. I have to go in and do some sound stuff. So they're clearly working really hard on getting it done. But so I'm thinking we have like two and a half months. Yeah. 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 Well, we're excited to see that at the end of March, beginning of April, something like that. Yeah. 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 
Are you excited? Paying, paying me on the bus subscription. Great season. Yeah, it's you, a really great season, by good. the way. I can't, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Are you excited for the? Uh, are you excited for next generation, the next season coming out, Picard? I, it, I, I am ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Like they, all my people are back together. I, you know, I spent a good amount of time with LeVar Burton last year at a couple of these cons. And so he's been teasing me, but not, you know, not telling me too much, but I'm excited based on what he, and also, uh, um, what, what the man himself, uh, Jean-Luc Picard has told me in, in backstage. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. And Jonathan Franks came to say, you know, he's, he directs episodes of, of Trek, of Discovery. So um, we got a lot of behind the scenes info from his, him as well. So there's a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Oh yeah. How surreal is it to be backstage with Jean-Luc Picard? You have, you have no idea. <laughs> I, I, like the first time I met, I met Patrick Stewart, Anthony was standing behind him while I was talking to him. And he was like, <laughs> I don't. And I'm like fucking my my brain is exploding, and he's watching it, and he's having so much fun uh, oh, just seeing man. me freak out, but you know, imploding internally. Anyway. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, uh, before we let you go, is there anything else coming up in your uh, either film, music, uh, theater, whatever, coming up that you want to plug beyond Star Trek? Obviously, we're plugging Star Trek. We love Star Trek. But anything else that's happening that you're excited about? There is, and I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. Oh. But I will, I will say this. I was on a series that is not my so-called life um, that is getting a bit of a reboot. And oh. so it will be premiering soon, but that's all I can say. Oh, so and we'll anybody do- who knows, will they'll they'll figure it out. But uh, I'm excited about 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 that. That's awesome. Good. Very cool. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's awesome. <laughs> so lame. It's so lame. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I can talk about right now. <laughs> that's all right. Well, we do appreciate you having uh, staying with us for a little bit here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. And welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Wilson Cruz. And if you did not get enough Wilson, you need to go down to Farpoint, uh, which is actually happening. I had the dates wrong, but February 10th through the 12th. So in a few short weekends, right before Valentine's Day, you can go there and get your Valentine's Day a nice gift. Your, your I guess, date a nice gift. So, but... I guess if they're geeky, I guess you should say, but, <laughs> but yeah, very good. Well, anything else before we uh, wrap up the show here? No, I think we covered it. Hey, uh, don't we have a movie coming up? Wasn't it like Mecca something that we were going to be interviewing that Mechazilla Dave that we talked about? That mo- say that again, a review? Yeah, the review of that. Uh, that what was the name of that one? What was it? 
Crocosaurus yeah. versus Mecha yeah. I forget what yeah. the hell this versus Shark Baby or something like that. Something <laughs> silly like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna. Anyways, we will do a movie review show, uh, review show coming up here, and we'll have to talk about it offline here. But we haven't done one of those in a while, and I always enjoy them. They're always a good, a lot of good fun. So, all right. Yes. I believe that's about it. So, uh, why don't you take us out of the show, Miles? All right. Until next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. And go boldly to Patreon.com/slash/sci-fi.